I live in the weak and the wounded. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. They will say that I have shed innocent blood. What's blood for, if not for shedding? She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. I like to dissect girls. Did you know I'm utterly insane? Hello? How do you know my name? I didn't tell you my name. Hang up. I didn't tell them my name. They're all a part of it. They're all pods, all of them. Whatever you do, don't fall. They mostly come at night. Mostly. I'm scared to close my eyes. I'm scared to open them. What do we do? Why don't we just wait here for a little while? See what happens. Welcome to Critics Not Cynics, the podcast that tries to prove that you can be a critic without being a cynic. And we are on our second day of our 31 days of Halloween or October, whatever we decide to actually call this. Um, This was supposed to be our first um, actual episode, but we had a little scheduling snafu, as I said in my first one. But we're here. We're ready to talk about it. Um, And for this one, Pat's actually uh, joining me on this one because I forced him to watch what is probably the best movie in the entire world. I mean, I don't know how you don't give this perfect scores. Uh, but just to preface before we we actually dive into it, this was a screener. It was provided for us. Uh, so we do appreciate it, despite what we may have thoughts about it on. Um, so we just want to, we do want to thank uh, the people who sent us this uh, to watch because, you know, that's time and effort out of their way to try to promote the movie. And even though we didn't quite enjoy it as much um you know we just want to want to express that we're very thankful for the opportunity to review the movie so with that little <laughs> pre way <laughs> we are talking about ouija japan um which is an upcoming movie it's going to be released here on the 19th of october and you'll be able to watch it on prime uh i even think it's going to be included in prime so even because there are some things to actually like about the movie, and I know my mic is going to pop in and out of frame quite frequently with Skype's uh, background here. I don't know why it phases in and out, but um, so I mean, I would still recommend maybe checking it out because there might be something you enjoy about it. Uh, maybe if you like the Japanese culture and stuff like that, or if you're a fan of Battle Royale, um, you might really, really enjoy this movie, even with its faults. And as Pat knows I like really low budget horror films like objectively they're not good films but for some reason there's something about them I like like uh Bloody Murder 1 and 2 which are just Friday the 13th ripoffs but the acting's and it's bad the cinematography's bad everything's bad about those movies but there's something about it that I can't quite put my finger on that I enjoy and I was kind of hoping the same would happen with this movie, but it didn't. Um, but before we, you know, tear it apart, let's talk about what the movie's about. 
Um, it is about Karen, an American uh, woman living in Japan, desperately wanting to fit in, and uh, she plays Japanese Ouija with her uh, peers and unwittingly disrespects a local deity who then basically sets them all up to kill each other. That's the basic premise. Um, so there have been a lot of Ouija movies uh, in the past few years. Um, there have been some that have kind of been a series of films. So I didn't know if this was going to try to fit into that. I also, even watching the trailer, um, and again, if I was crafty enough with editing, I might have actually been able to put the trailer in here. Um, I was not expecting this to go Battle Royale. Um, it doesn't seem consistent with any type of internal logic when it comes to Japanese supernatural culture and Ouija boards and stuff like that. Uh, so just to get that like off off the bat, the, uh, I think we talked about it in our Malignant review. This film didn't know what it wanted to be. And I think that that's what this film suffers from the most. Uh, Pat, what what are your kind of thoughts? Uh, that's my line. This this film doesn't know what it wanted to be. That's like right off the bat. That's pretty much what I um, kind of noticed. Um, the the intro of this movie is incredibly slow. Yes, it takes about twenty minutes for her to like for them to even get to like this island that they were doing their little trip to, um, <laughs> and. By that point, you're already, like, exhausted. Well, yeah, because um, there's, like you said, there's nothing that really kind of happens. Like, we're we're not even introduced to Karen in any real shape or form. Like, she herself doesn't know who she is in Japan. And, like, her husband, like, they don't even seem like they're actually married. I Like, you're, that's the whole kind of gist of why she's in Japan. And she married this Japanese businessman, and now she's trying to uh, assimilate into Japanese culture and Japanese lifestyle. But we we get like some glimpses of okay, she's like a photographer or whatever, uh, and she's kind of joined this local women's group of like housewives who are just trying to make friends or whatever. And then she's got her one best friend, but we don't really even throughout the rest of the film, we don't know who Karen is. Like we, we don't get any identifying characteristics. She's literally, you could replace any, the actress with any other actor, uh, and you would get the same story. Like, and that's not necessarily a fault on the actress, even though I don't think she was great in this film either. I think it's also indemnic that there was just not enough about her character for her to even really try um to to do a good job um you know you're supposed to be attached to her you're supposed to be attached to her best friend the rest of the women in the group are all bitches and so like they just aren't really you know anyone you can empathize with and like so when people start dying you don't really care and our our connection is supposed to be with karen especially us being americans like we are supposed to identify with her and understand her plight but there's no there's nothing there, she's just a blank slate. Um, I, uh, I I'd say that her acting style was very much, very much remembered me of the chicken malignant too, where it was just oh, like just the wooden. same level 
the entire way throughout the movie. Well, it's also like they tried to take the Karen meme too far. Like, cause like that's, that's why the one matriarch like hates her is cause she's just a whining, complaining American woman. And it's like, I mean, I doubt that that was the intent behind her character or like the writer, but it was just like, okay, her name's Karen. And like, she kind of acts like a Karen, not really, but like that's that. Cause that's what I understood. Like when she finally confronts the matriarch and the matriarch's like, it's because you're just whiny all the time. I'm like, okay. Cause that makes sense. Like that would be the reason why she wouldn't like her. Um, also, of course she's American in Japanese, uh, in, in Japan. And that's, very kind of like isolationist kind of country in the sense of they like to keep their culture within their culture and, and outsiders aren't generally welcome. Um, and it's a lot, at, at least as far as like the older people go. Yeah. Traditional, uh, traditional Japanese. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, it's changed, but it's that, that culture's still there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, there, there's just, I don't even know like where to start with the film because it's got that, like you said, it's, it's got that 20 minutes of drag before they even arrive at the retreat. Um, you get introduced to like one goofy male character and not that I have a problem with this being female led because that was kind of an interesting, um, aspect of the film, but like even the male character is just subservient to everyone and like can't do anything and doesn't know what's going on. Um, there, there was a weird there was also this weird combination of overacting and underacting yeah um, well, especially like the husband towards the beginning which i think that I never felt like that their relationship was like that they were an actually married couple because he just was it it felt like he was reading off postcards well not only that but like i think at the same time I, I don't know if you picked up on this, but they used camera angles where it didn't really show his mouth a lot. So I think oh, a lot of that was voiceover. Could be. Like could a be, lot of American voiceover and he was just speaking Japanese. Well, and that's that's the thing where a lot of the acting is very inconsistent amongst all the other side characters. Because uh, as I was telling you right before we started recording, um, when they're doing Japanese, they're fine. For, for Karen, their acting decreases like substantially, and it's because that English is their is the second language to them, and they're just not as strong in enunciating and stringing like their sentences together. And I think the best example is her best friend, like because when her best friend's doing Japanese, her best friend is is really good, and but then when she switches to American, it's it's not as good. It like feels she, forced. Yeah, she's having to think about the words she's saying. So it's not coming natural. So I almost would have preferred this had been straight Japanese where it was just every character was Japanese. And you had this one uh, Japanese woman who was kind of an outcast amongst this group of women. And then you get into the whole uh, Fox spirit battle royale apps on phones, people killing each other like because ultimately when the story does start picking up, that's where it gets massively inconsistent. Like there, we've no idea what's going on, why it's these people, this app on the phone, like all this stuff. And then they also throw in a twist at the end that we'll, we'll talk briefly. Uh, we'll do a little small spoiler section here at the end that I'm just like, okay, like that's cool. Like, I like that you threw a twist in there, but ultimately like it doesn't, 
it doesn't gel with the rest of the film. None of this film gels together. It feels like it's like four different films. And I, I don't want to be overly negative about it because parts of it I did enjoy. I think, again, the, the camera quality was actually really good. Picture quality is very good for this film. And that's always a plus for me when it comes to discovering a low-budget horror film. If the picture quality is going to be good, that that can make up for a lot. But then there are audio issues. Their their mics or whatever they used for sound was not great. Um, not really great score for the film. Uh, so like even that can't drive me in. Again, the acting is very inconsistent throughout the film, and ultimately the story is just all over the place. And I just kind of wish that they had stuck with one idea. Like I would have, it would have been more intriguing to me had it been that they do the Ouija seance the the kokiri whatever or the inari spirit that they upset then is just killing these people in this retreat area one by one and they're trying to figure out why and then understanding that they disrespected the shrine or because they played the ouija board that's what summoned the spirit and then they have to figure out how to appease it or how to stop it like that to me would have been a much better story but then when i was like pitching it to you um it was like supernatural battle royale and those two kind of genres don't really in my opinion or at least in this film were not done uh correctly i don't think that they really mesh to begin with probably not but i think that if if you're going to do it there's a there's a way to do it and they just weren't able to do it with this film yeah i uh what when uh it's funny because when I when I got to the end, I was like, I don't even know what to score this. So I, I kind of thought back to um, Billy Madison and mm-hmm. when he oh. tells the Blue Duck story. <laughs> I award you nothing, and we are all dumber for it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. All right, so you're you're actually coming up with a with a vaulted zero. I mean, that's I, there are I, I say that as a joke, but okay, but I mean, it, it just it was all over the place. I don't really you couldn't yeah you, know, you couldn't identify with the characters at all. The twist at the end is kind of, I mean, like the main twist is pretty obvious. Yeah, I, I would say. But it just it it drug on probably longer than it needed to for even a short movie. I mean, it, yeah, that's an hour and eighteen minutes. I think it. I don't know. There's there was a lot of like extra things that could have been cut out. Yeah, you know, you got the you got the montage of everyone killing everyone and the counter going down and the people buying credits and stuff like that and and. Um, you know, a lot of stuff that's not explained. And then you've got Karen's trying, you know, her journey of trying to become someone that's not like afraid or, or is willing to take charge. And then, yeah, it, it just ultimately, it was like too many ideas, uh, thrown in the pot and you got a monster of a film and a story that just doesn't make sense. Um, I think like when it comes to scoring it, I mean, this will probably be one of the lowest scores I can give a film. And, um, and again, like it's not that I went into it. I think you went into it more, not wanting to watch it than I did. Uh, I I had kind of the mistake of 
you know, going, yeah, we'll we'll review this movie and then watching the trailer. Because uh, then, like, after I watched the trailer, I was like, oh, oh, this is this is going to have issues if it if it doesn't do it right. And then well, you watch the trailer. <laughs> no, I didn't watch the trailer. Oh, you didn't watch the trailer? No, I watched the first five minutes of it and was like, why am I doing this to myself? Because <laughs> we can't suffer alone. Um, so, yeah, it just was one of those things where it's like it, uh, kind of buyer's remorse where I was like, oh, yeah, but willing, willing to review this film. And then, you know, like getting the film and going, well, I don't want to overly trash this film because they were generous enough to to let us screen it. But at the same time, I've got to be consistent with how we review movies. And, you know, the whole point of the podcast, obviously, being like finding those shining moments and then really kind of up uplifting them and then talking about the things that don't work. And unfortunately, in this case, the good or the bad really outweighs the good. And um, I, I just really think that maybe the writer, because I know the director is also the writer, Maybe ha- have someone else come in and once over the script and be like, hey, this character isn't empathetic. This character has no backstory. Uh, it's literally a blank slate. Anyone could, you know, you could take again, you could take that actress out and put anyone else in that position and you're getting the same performance uh, because there's just not enough material there. You're not explaining the supernatural stuff, not explaining the battle royale stuff. You're just it just is all over the place and, and you're trying to make a really cool kind of fun action horror film. And ultimately it just becomes a drag and, and there's just nothing to quite really enjoy about the film. Um, now if they would make a sequel and streamline things, maybe possibly I would be interested in, in, in seeing it. Um, but I just don't know how that's actually going to be. If this movie obviously again, low budget independently done uh i'm not sure it will make much budget back um from sales or anything like that especially if other people are are screening it and they have the similar thoughts that we have but it's not that i want to see this movie fail or anything like that i would really like to see uh it actually succeed but there there's just a lot of things that just do not work for this film and just don't gel all together and become problematic and for even even a a um, a more forgiving horror audience is going to look at this film and and probably do what you do, where they sit through the first five, maybe twenty minutes, and they go, "Now nah, I'm out," because nothing interesting is going on. You're not getting interesting characters. You're not getting a good plot. And I think ultimately, like one of the things that makes a horror film strive is if you have strong characters. And ultimately, this. Its strongest character is its second protagonist, and I think she's underused a lot in the film. So when it comes to me scoring this film, I'm probably going to have to give it, I think, a one and a half. I mean, it, that might be generous or that might not be generous, uh, it, depending on, you know, the listener's opinion. And maybe they someone really enjoys this. And if someone does really enjoy this film... Uh, I really don't have anything to say against them because I could see maybe it just doesn't fit us because it's more, you know, Japanese than it is American. But uh, I just think that it was it was just too, trying to do too much and trying to be so many different things that ultimately I think it just hurt the film. 
I, I was trying to find the budget for this, but I couldn't find anything on it. Um, I'd I'd probably go with I don't know, like a one. Uh, it's yeah. really not I mean, like it's 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 not really. I, I feel like we are not the target audience for this movie, and that's that's kind of what I was trying to, to like get I, at. Like I think like overall, print. the target audience for this would kind of be like people that generally would watch bollywood type movies yeah i could i could see that movies that are consistent with this style with this type of budget and we're used to i don't know better horror horror movies <laughs> i, I don't mean know, at least i am you you've seen you've seen I've some seen of the stuff my I... fair share of bad ones but like <laughs> i've seen some really good ones recently so Right, I mean, right. at least at least average. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's one of those things. Like, yeah, I, I could see that too. Being like, we we just don't fit in that target audience range. Um, yeah, I can see the kind of the Bollywood aspect in the sense of like the battle royale because that's that's a Japanese film and it's very popular in Japan and like yeah, it's popular in the states too. But um, they, you know, it it's probably more looked at as kind of their version of maybe die hard, you know, like our, our die hard and, uh, how it's, it's a testament of like Japanese cinema and stuff like that. But yeah, I just think that for, for, for us, even for someone like me who watches all these kind of even lower budget, like, I mean, one of the first episodes of the podcast, I really, I reviewed leaf blower massacre. Um, and I managed to make it through that and have some very interesting things to talk about on that film. Uh, but I also watch like uh, American Nightmare and um, Hallow's End, which are just a- acts of death, Silent Scream, which are very like lower budget, more independently produced horror films that to a wider horror horror audience would be like, why would you watch that garbage? And it's like because there's this there's this quality and I can never quite put my finger on what that what that is. That just has me really enwrapped in those films, despite all of its all of their shortcomings. Unfortunately, with this film, I didn't I didn't feel that. You know, it wasn't like maybe Karen, the actress who played Karen, was doing an outstanding job, and that's what drew me into the film, despite everything else about it that didn't quite work. Um, so one and a half from me, one from you. Um, so now we're going to kind of just jump into a really quick spoiler section, uh, cause I do want to talk a little bit about the twist. So if you want to check this film out, uh, like I said, it's going to be included in prime. It might already be included on prime according to IMDb, but it does release on October 19th. Uh, so you can check it out in streaming services. Um, again, thank you to the people who provided the screener. We really appreciate it. And like, we, we want to see more, obviously, like it's not, not that this one film would would break it or anything like that, because we've some screeners I've watched in the past have been really good. So uh, it's just that this one happens to kind of be be a little bit of a dud. So, all right, if you don't want to listen to any spoilers, uh, we will we will talk to you in the next one. Um, and if you're going to stick for spoilers, here we go. So her best friend being kind of the person who orchestrated all of this. What'd you, what'd you think about that? Like, cause that, like it was a twist that I wasn't quite seeing coming, but again, with the story, it doesn't work. 
Yeah, I don't think that it works with the story. I know that, um, I know a lot of horror films will kind of set up, like, the person that's being a dick to be the one that's, like, to try to lead lead you in that direction. And it's right. kind of like one of those classic horror tropes where you're like, oh, it's definitely not going to be that person. And then, uh, I don't know, I kind of felt like it was her the whole time just because of that. And but, it, it really just didn't work for this right, type of movie. The the whole app on the phone thing, which we didn't even really talk about. Well, the <laughs> supernatural aspect of it didn't really make it work. Right. Well, the, yeah, doing the whole Ouija board, like, I'm I'm almost even convinced the Ouija board wasn't even connected, like, to the whole thing altogether, that it was all orchestrated, again, by her best friend. But the the movie doesn't tell you that it doesn't show you that you're you're leaving the audience to kind of interpret what her friend's actions were and then like it, it just none of it makes sense like the whole um if you want to basically if you want to survive you're gonna give me your life or, or something like that so like they're sacrificing some of their life to get weapons and stuff like that which i guess is why at the very end of this she gets hit by a car I I guess so. I mean, like I, that that was also something like okay, it was it was like I guess it was funny. Like I liked it because it was just something that was so completely random that just was like oh she's talking to her husband and then bam hit by a car like okay and then you're just gonna end there. All right, yep. I guess that's I guess that's I, fine. I was like at at that at, at that point I kind of was like oh. Everyone's dead. Cool. Whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> it's over. Well, that's the other thing too. Is like, how do you how do you explain everyone not coming back on that trip with you? And like, you know, there's also the time whatever because like she's been gone for like a few days, and then he's like, oh, but you just left, and you know, oh, it's the, must be a trick by the spirit or whatever. But it, it again, it's just all of this glop of stuff that just does not consistently and internally work. So when you're an audience member and you're sitting there and you're trying to make sense of what you just watched, you can't, there there's, there's literally no way you can make sense of what just happened on screen. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh man, man, it, it just left me like, it left me wanting it to be a good movie. Like it's one of those things where I I feel I could write something better. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's that's the thing. Like there there are there are pieces there for a good film, right? It's just that the the route. It's just that, that you you they added four possibly good movies into one movie, and. Right. So it was so just tease, a mess. To to tease a movie that uh, I am going to be putting on uh, as a re, uh, as a recommendation during this 31 days of Halloween or October, um, that's kind of similar, but I think it does it better, even though it still is not necessarily a great movie. Is a film from the 90s called The Fear, and not Fear, The Fear, um, and like there are so many different plots going on in that film you have a like killer wooden puppet you have uh a rapist plot a college rapist plot you have um i guess a a uh, taboo 
subplot between uh, a mother and a son. Uh, you have an adultery subplot between a character's um, uh, mother and uncle. Uh, you have a psychic. Uh, you have a weird, like, Swedish woman afraid of water. Uh, uh, you know, a cabin in the woods. Uh, a Santa village. Like, there are so many different things that are happening in that movie. And despite, like, none of it consistently making sense, that movie is still far more enjoyable because at least the main plot it's trying to tell stays consistent and all of those other subplots kind of just are there and they're just more there for the other characters. So you understand that when this character is getting off or that character is doing this, okay, they've told me what's happening there. Whereas with this film, it's got the battle Royale. It's got the Fox spirit. It's got, uh, an outcast American woman in Japan. It's got, uh, I believe, <clears throat> isn't her best friend like bisexual or something. So like the matriarch of the group is like very, you know, mean towards her because of her lifestyle. You've got the other two weird girls who just don't really provide anything except that they're henchmen lackeys to the matriarch. Uh, and then you have the one girl who I don't even remember being on camera. It's the first one who gets killed off where you're like, wait, who was she? Because like, I don't even remember her having a lot. So it, it just none of that worked. You couldn't identify with any of the characters. So, well, not only that, but like you really only see the, I guess it would be five of them that went mm. to the island together, and then it's like, oh hey, there's sixteen people here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, where did they come from? What are they right. doing there? They're they're just cannon fodder for for the rest of the film. You know, for the the somewhat interesting like montage action scenes of people getting murdered, but again, like. Those scenes get ruined by really bad uh, effects when it comes to like gunshot wounds and stuff like that. Uh, and one, the one thing from the trailer, as I was trying to uh, screen record the trailer uh, earlier this weekend, um, the fact that like you have the two girls point blank with two guns shooting at someone, and like they are missing every single shot. And the, the the two people get into the barn and then like all the gun holes start popping up around them. It's because they're women. <laughs> well, nay, no. Hey, no. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't exactly think that that's the case, but it, it is one of those things where it's like they're shooting 20 shots and not even one manages like it's worse than a stormtrooper. You know, it, it's just like. It, they were going for something with that with that particular scene, and it's just also the way that they're holding the guns and how they're not reacting to what would actually be recoil. Um, just a lot of things that, like, again, you can only do so much with a low budget and independently produced film. But <clears throat> I just think that they tried too hard. Maybe if they had a bigger budget um, and uh, maybe like more people on set who were maybe gun experts or experts in other other type of things, like. That, that that stuff would have worked. But ultimately, again, the story fails. The acting fails. Uh, really, again, the only thing I can say that was like of high quality were the cameras. And because, um, the, the, again, the picture quality is fantastic. I, that was the one thing that blew me away about this film. Yeah, the picture quality is good. I, and like I said, I do think that they used like certain camera angles for like characters that were saying lines in Japanese that they were voicing over. Yeah. Because they, they would specifically try to hide their mouth behind, like, someone else's head. And I'm like, 
okay, I see what you're kind of doing there. Yeah, that's where, again, like I kind of would have preferred maybe this would have been better had they just done a straight Japanese cast and it just all be subtitled Um, because then you don't have to worry about it. Because, like I said, the acting is strong when when the Japanese uh, characters are speaking in in Japanese. But when they switch to English, it's forced. They're having to think about the words that they're saying. uh, And it it just doesn't it comes out more wooden and and uh, not as strong as it would if it had just been in Japanese. Yeah. And like other than. I mean, the uh, the IMDb page only has like the three main characters right yeah and other than have been in much the other than the older lady like the other two this is their first movie right which i could have sworn the actress who played karen i had seen in something else like she looks very familiar but according to imdb nope um but I think that's going to do it. I don't, I don't really have much else to say except again, like I know we've, we've kind of torn the film apart, but I, I still really appreciate the screener copy. Um, you know, it was, it, it is greatly appreciated and we definitely will, will take on more. It's just unfortunate that this one happened to fall on the lower end of, of what we would have probably enjoyed more. Any, any other final thoughts from you? No, no. <laughs> if I keep going, it'll, it'll just keep getting more and more brutal. <laughs> and I don't want to do that. <laughs> is, it, is it just going to be as brutal as all the deaths uh, in this film? Oh, it's super brutal. <laughs> all right, then. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. And uh, so go into the, the closing spiel. Um, you know, if you've seen this movie or if you're going to see this movie, why don't you leave us a comment below? Uh, I would like to ask if you'd give us a thumbs up. But, you know, if you think we were overly harsh, I can understand us getting thumbs down in this review, uh, especially if anyone that was involved in the film uh, listens to this episode like, we, we don't mean to be overly harsh on you guys or anything like that. Uh, I, I'm not sure if this was the writer director's like first foray in the film, but, um, you know, there's just some improvement that, that needs to happen or, or at least hopefully we've provided some, uh, some ideas on how to, to improve in the future. Um, but if you,